with artists, worked with people in the community. But many of the organizations that I worked over years also did technical assistance the Black Filmmaker Foundation, the Hispanic Organization of Latino Actors. Um, nos quedamos now. Um, and it, so it's been, it's been a pleasure to sort of always work with people from the community to address issues in the community. And one of the things that when I got hired with the Bronx, uh, by the Bronx Culture Collective about two years ago, uh, one of the first mandates that was on a, a list of items that they had sort of already triaged about possible solutions and things that we need in the community was reorienting the sort of narrative in the region, right? And sort of taking control of our own stories. The other thing was unifying folk, right? We're a very diverse and very large community, but we're in different pockets for most of the, uh, of the time. And because we all work for different organizations and entities, we're all doing the day-to-day work that benefits our residents, our stakeholders. But because of that, we don't have a lot of time all the time to interact. We all know each other, we respect each other's work, but we also wanted to make sure that from time to time we uh, work together and cross-pollinate and sort of see where we can sort of come together and take our missions a little further, right? And so when I started thinking about the website and as a portal for an aggregate of what resources in our community, a calendar that would allow us to know what's happening in our backyard, uh, one of the things that I thought, you know, this is not going to be something we do alone. This is not something that's just for us as an organization. This is for the community. And so we named it South Bronx by South Bronx, which in itself gives meaning to the fact that we're not gonna be waiting for someone else to come in and do the work we have to do. Uh, we're gonna do it ourselves. So it's the people of the South Bronx doing the work of the South Bronx for the South Bronx, right? And that's why a lot of you have been invited today because we know you might be new partners, or you might be people we've been working for a while, people that I just recently met, or folks that someone in the organization or someone else said, you should have them in the room. And so the idea of the South Bronx by South Bronx is that we want you to get involved in the work that the portal, the capacity of the portal. One of them is listings that show what's in the community. So you can put uh, spaces in places. It could be places where people go to eat, where you go to entertain yourself, where you go to dine, uh, where you go and, and, and exercise, you know, the gyms the cultural spaces where you go see performances, right? And, and so forth and so on. The green space is very important in our community, right? The, the parks, the casitas, the green gardens. And so we wanna make sure all that is documented because one of the things that happens most often than not is that when a community starts to begin to be gentrified, the people that are coming in come in with the notion that there's nothing here, right? And even outside of the Bronx, I think, some people still think that if you come in you're gonna be seeing tumbleweeds going by in the wind while buildings burn in the background, right? So another goal of mine is to meet with the folks over at Google and YouTube and sort of talk to them about their algorithm and why a lot of that nonsense still floats to the top when a lot of it is 30 years old, and right? And what can we do about that as a community to make sure that stuff is relegated to the dustbins of history while the real history of our people in our community who have gone through so much but have persevered and are resilient and are here today working and sending their kids to college and working jobs and working two jobs, that their stories float to the top. And so part of what we've done is created a poll that can do that. 
but it's really for you. So we hope that as time goes on, you can create an account and start using it. There's a blog connected to it, so if there's an issue that's dear to your heart, like the environment, like the arts, like recycling, we have uh, folks here today that are kicking off a really exciting program for taking uh, food scraps and making sure that we recycle that, right, instead of having it uh, go to waste for compost, etc. And so make the website your own. Create an account, put up your own page. If you, if you want us to do it, we'll do it for you, but take advantage of what's there. One of the things that you can do is, if there's an issue that's, like I said, an issue that's important to you, you can create a segment in the, in the portal as a blog that you can, it could be what you discuss. It could be, like, for instance, Bronx Council on the Arts with the Bronx Writer Center can have a, a space where they talk about literature or grants coming up, you know. South Bronx Unite, many issues that you're tackling on, on our behalf about the environment, about people coming in that shouldn't be here, that are trying to just storm their way in for nothing else than to make money, et cetera, and on and on and on. We have the, the, the Bronx Children's Museum here, so carve out a space for yourself there. Now, the thing to consider is that this is not something that's going to cannibalize what you're already doing, right? The Bronx Culture Collective is not going to be doing the work that people like you do with the environment. We're not going to be doing the work that you have done at the Children's Museum or so forth or the gardens, but we want to support it. And part of my job is going to be going forward is put out campaigns that continue to get people to register for the site. So when you have an event, they show up. They know that it's happening, right? That when we need a call for action, there's a section we're going to have where we call it, we're going to call the community bell that people get to vote if there's an issue that's very important and needs addressing and needs the community to come out you'll be able to vote whether or not that's an immediate issue that needs to be addressed. And so an email, a message will go out to everybody that says, you need to be at 149th and 3rd Avenue on such a date at such a time for this reason. Right, so that we can start being more prepared to sort of fight back for our community. And it could be on a multitude, but it's gonna be a democratic process so that we can sort of work together and make it happen, right? Um, for instance, uh, we just had a big concert at Ostos where uh, Bobby Sanabia from the Bronx Music Heritage Center took the music from West Side Story, right, and is celebrating the 60th anniversary with his, uh, his band, his big band. How many people here knew that was happening? Probably a tenth of you, all right? You all should have known about it. Whether you can attend is another matter, right? But that just points to the yeah. fact that there's something happening in our backyard that's momentous. We're talking about the 60th anniversary of West Side Story, and we're talking about one of the most renowned band leaders that lives in our community and has an organization here. So part of that is doing that. I also want to make sure that the organizations are here that don't know the other organizations start to sort of collaborate, right? One of the things I get all the time, and this happens frequently, when, especially when there's RFPs out, I'll get a knock at the door, I'll get a call that says, oh, we're looking to partner with someone. Where, oh, okay, let's have, let's have that discussion. Where do you live? Oh, we're in Maryland. Okay, that doesn't stop you from doing something in the Bronx. But more than not, they're only around when the grant is around, right? Why shouldn't that money be going to us, right? Why shouldn't it stay in the community and, and be used by the people that are doing the work on the ground on an ongoing basis? So one of the things I want to hope, I hope to do that is that as organizations in our community, we get to collaborate more so that we work with each other. When these opportunities come up, we're taking advantage of that, right? So it's a, it's a children's museum with nos quedamos. It's wet go with whoever, and on and on, 
right? But the more we know each other, we demystify the fact that we're not competing for these grants most of the time. The person that's most apt to work in that space is ultimately going to get the grant, right? But if we all know about it, we can all help each other sort of get it. One of the things that's worked for the, the Bronx Culture Collective is the fact that when we've put out an RFP or we've tried to do an initiative, it looks impressive only because of the fact that we have 21 organizations that collectively have almost 400 years of experience of having worked in the South Bronx, right? So we're not looking to co-opt anything, we're looking to enhance what you're doing. And you need to let us know also how we can, how we can help that, right? And so what, one of the things we're gonna do very quickly is um, show you some of the things that we can do at the website. Jorge has been instrumental in working with me and making my vision a reality in terms of coding the website and making sure that the database is connected in a way that functions both as a calendar and uh, a resource map, because one of the things that we do is that every listing also shows up on a resource map so that you can tell immediately where that's happening, how to get there, how to participate with the contact. Um, so I want to introduce Jorge, and he's going to sort of go with it. One of the things, I'm not sure if how easy it is to see what's on the screen, but you can also just pull it up if you have an iPad, if you have a phone. We're in the modern age, folks, you know, you do this all the time. So the website is sbsxsb.nyc. If that wasn't clear enough, it's on the sheet you have. But call it up and maybe you can walk along the hallway and I'll be back in a minute. Thanks. Hello everyone, my name is Jorge Ledger. I am the founder of a company called Astound. It is a uh, marketing agency for small businesses, nonprofits, and entrepreneurs in New York City. And you know, when I heard about Eddie's mission for the first time of preserving and amplifying the cultural DNA of the South Bronx, it resonated with me because it's an organization that I can identify with. Um, I've worked with many nonprofit organizations, um, some in Manhattan, some in the Bronx, and while every project was fun, this is the first time that, uh, again, I could identify with its mission, with this organization. I was born and raised in Harlem, um, and the changes that come about, right, it's nice to see an organization that's really meant to preserve um, the cultural identity of a community, which we're fighting for in many different areas of the city. Uh, one thing that I want to touch on that Eddie mentioned uh, in terms of, you know, kind of rewriting this history in, in, in Google and, and optimizing how uh, the Bronx comes up in searches, I want to mention that this is a huge uh, milestone and step in the right direction. And the reason is that we are creating content, new content, that is going to be SEO optimized and in turn will start pushing down that old content. So. I strongly urge you and advise you, right, create content, create positive content that you can put out there in the internet and that in turn will help with uh, the Bronx Culture Collectives and the South Bronx by South Bronx's mission. So let's take you through uh, just top level uh, what the process was. So it was great working with Eddie. Uh, we worked through gathering what the requirements were, what type of database he needed, what he wanted users to do on the site. Uh, then we went in on to the documentation phase, so it was really matching up all of uh, Eddie's ideas to technical solutions that we could actually implement for him. It took us about two weeks or so of heads down coding. 
Uh, and then we re-engaged Eddie. Uh, we implemented a ticket system for a help desk so that users can uh, have the ability to submit tickets if they're having any issues, and I'll show you that in a second. Um, and then from there, we recruited beta testers, uh, some of the committee members, some of the folks that are here, and uh, we've been continually working to improve the website. So are there any questions so far? Awesome. So let's dive in. Uh, on the home page, the main landing uh, enables folks to search for different places, events, resources, um, right from the home page, and you can actually uh, narrow it down by category as well and conduct your search right on the page. You also have the ability to scroll down and uh, search for different community resources um, based on their category, and they're all grouped uh, this way on the back end, and I'll show you what these searches look like in a second. If you prefer the map view, we have that further down on the page as well. An invitation to uh, subscribe to the newsletter and just some uh, resources and community information followed by an events calendar uh, and some additional data in the footer. Now if we go to the about section, we're going to have uh, an about which is information on the organization, its, its mission and the multifaceted approach to uh, pursue its mission. So that's all captured in the About section. We welcome you to uh, come check it out. The Partners area uh, showcases the relationships that are helping to drive the organization's mission. So uh, a lot of the organizations that are part of the, or believe all of them, uh, that are part of the committee uh, are all listed on the webpage. And as folks come on board to join, um, we are happy to add you on here as well. So resources, this is where the bulk of our users are going to be spending their time. Uh, so if I click on listing with map details, what this is going to pull up is a map with quite a bit of listings here on the left-hand side. And what we have here are all map markers on the right-hand side uh, on the map. And you can use the categories here on the left as well to help navigate or filter down uh, the listings on the map itself. And you'll see that with each click, um, those that have, right, will update. And you, you can actually click through on them, find additional information, and right from the landing page, you can click through to that listings or that spaces uh, actual page. And we'll see what that looks like here in a second. So this is an example of a space or a places profile page. Um, we have a really beautiful landing picture and landing page with the organization or the place's information. Uh, we have additional information on the place along with a street view. And different organizations have different types of info. So if you have a Twitter feed, a Facebook feed, you can actually uh, include those as well. And again, we're happy to help you. If you have any questions, uh, I'll show you in a second how to get to the support um, desk, and we're happy to help. So next, these are just different views of the same map listing. So there's all one database, and we're offering multiple ways for users to engage uh, with the content on the site. So this is the map only view. 
very similar functionality. You can come in, right, and click on um, the different listings. You can run the search by neighborhood. So this will, uh, if I go by neighborhood and let's say Fordham, this will group all of the listings and a result page for all of the listings that fall within uh, that neighborhood. And lastly, everyone, uh, as Eddie mentioned, has the ability to log in and submit a place or a space. If you are a committee member, uh, you'll be able to publish it. Anyone else um, will be approved. So that means that you're able to submit and save as a draft, and then a committee member will approve it. Next, we have the events calendar. Uh, and this is going to apply for a lot of the different uh, functions and sections on the site in that committee members have access to create and publish content as well as moderate content. Um, and external users can create content and then have it approved. Uh, so this is the events calendar where we showcase uh, all the different events going on. I believe it goes out to about three months in advance. Uh, that's not to say if you have an event in December, you can't list it. It just won't show up until around September or so um, on the site. So users have the ability to click into the event, uh, engage with the content, um, and also add it or download it to their calendar um, on their computer to RSVP. And if you have an RSVP information um, or a link, or maybe it's an Eventbrite link, you can include that in your event listing, and the user can automatically click through and RSVP to your event as well. So really uh, trying to facilitate right, the community aspect and bringing folks on board. So that's the events. Next we have the blog. Let's let that load. <coughs> so the blog section uh, is in the works and still getting populated, but this will be where all of the different content um, that is created is going to be housed. This goes for content that's created by committee members, by the organization, as well as uh, external parties and users that may have um, you know, content to share with the community. And this will automatically uh, post to Facebook and uh, different social media channels to help promote um, the content that's being created on the site, and all of that is done on the back end automatically. All right, so lastly, we have the connect link. We have a contact us landing page. This last uh, link here is the form, which we'll see. Oh, I'm sorry, the help desk. Uh, but the contact page is much of what you would expect, right? Contact information for the organization and the ability to submit a contact form. The forms are hopefully going to be a really, really uh, great part of this site, and user adoption is going to be key. But the forms are created uh, in two ways. So one, there are forms for committee members that can be used to house committee meeting notes. Um, the, Eddie, what did you call it? The ringing the bell? The community bell, for example, could be in the form of a form where committee members and different external users subscribe to. Um, and then we also have public forums, which I guess would make more sense for the community bell. But in any event, you have the ability to engage with not only the users in the community, but the users in the community can also um, send suggestions to the committee. 
um, and engage, right, and have communications and open those lines of communications, I should say. So those are the forms. And then lastly, we have the support desk. So as you are registering, as you are using the site, if there is anything that, um, you know, is not working quite as you'd expect, or if you just have any questions, right, on listing your event, submitting a post, whatever it may be, please visit uh, or click on hover over connect, visit support desk, and right from here you can cl uh, create a ticket and Eddie and I will automatically get a notification, and we're both workaholics, so we'll likely answer you at 1 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> um, and that really wraps up the site. So in closing, uh, this was a great, uh, again, and fun project to work on. Um, it was great collaborating with local organizations um, whose mission, again, I can identify with. And I just want to say thank you to BCC, so we stay nos quedamos, and to Eddie for the opportunity. So thank you, everyone. Twenty twenty. No, okay. Vote for me. <laughs> so, I mean, so that's you know sort of a, a, a bird's eye view of what's possible. But one of the things we're going to continue to do is figure out ways that um, that the portal will serve needs that you have as we continue to see how you use it. Um, if you use it, we hope you will. Um, and one of the things I just want to mention, one of the things we, we're launching uh, in a couple of months is something that I think is going to be exciting, particularly with the performance groups uh, that are in the Bronx, that it's something we call the South Bronx Culture Key. And the South Bronx Culture Key is a card that you register with the site, and you'll be able to get discounts to events. So, for instance, you go to Pregones Theater, and it's an event that they listed with us, they can. They also have the capacity to say, well, you get 20% off at the door, right? Or, you know, the t-shirt is half price, whatever. Or you get two events for the price of one. The organization determines that. Uh, you get the information uh, directly, right? And also, sometimes we'll have events, for instance, uh, there's an exhibit, and there's going to be a private artist talk. Well, you know, people that are, site, uh, are set up for the site might be the people that get invited to that, right? So you might go on a day that's probably a week before the exhibit opens and get the chance to sort of just interact with the artists, et cetera, right? So you get those kind of benefits. Now, this is all free. This is not something that you're going to have to pay for, um, but you can take advantage of. And I think that's going to be really exciting because we've been having discussions little by little with the, the performing arts groups, the galleries, um, and, and some of the incentives that are coming up on the gentlemen, gentlewoman's agreement. This is not legal, it's just basically saying we'll honor the card um, and these are the benefits that we can do. And some of them are different, libraries, etc. And so once we reach critical mass on that, I think there'll be plenty. So it's like, for instance, Bobby's event this past weekend, right? One, there should be no reason why you don't know about it. And two, there might be a 15, 20, or 25% discount, which sweetens the deal, right? And you get to see a great event, taking some great music, some historical context, and not have to pay much for it. So that's part of the thing. You know, Part of the idea is also keep the cultural blood circulating in the South Bronx, right? One of the things that I've noticed in my research is that people have what I call concentric circles of comfort. And so somebody that goes to Casita Maria Right, because they're taking care of their children, but they, they take them casita and, and they take advantage of the at-school programs, maybe don't have the opportunity to go down across to Bronx Music Heritage Center, right? 
they may not even know it's there. And by doing this Bronx Cultural Key, where we sort of through the calendar and through emails let people know what's going on throughout the Bronx, they can make informed decisions not only about what they can go to, but also identify places that they didn't even know was in their neighborhood, right? Because that happens, right? Um, I think a, a perfect example, I mean, I know at the Bronx Museum for a long time, since the 90s, we started talking about making it, but it wasn't until recently that we reconnected and realized that, you know, they have this great little van that goes around and, 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 and can be in your community and do many things, right? And Wetco, for instance, I've known of them for a long time, but we just recently, in the last year and a half, started talking and having conversations and, and started connecting. One of the things we did last year was, which was interesting was we, this thing called the South Bronx Baton, where we did, uh, last year the theme was with the CDC, so we had Wetco, we had uh, Banana Kelly, Nos Quedamos, and The Point, and we did, we did these walking tours. Each group did it within their sphere of influence, their neighborhood, right, what they really sort of provide their services. And there were four distinct ones, one every 45 minutes. At the end of the day, it ended with a panel where the executive directors of these four really huge organizations got together to have a frank discussion about what they've done, what they're doing, and where they plan to go. Now, that doesn't seem like a big thing, but that's the first time these four organizations had ever come together in one room to have an open discussion that way. That was historical. Right? And so those are the kind of things we want to do. We want to keep doing those kind of things so that we bring you guys together so that we can sort of unify more, but also collaborate more. And a lot of times it doesn't take that we got to pull out money from our, our, uh, our coffers, right? It could be something simple that you have a pending exhibit that's probably mounted at your organization, and, but there's another organization a, a half mile away that has space that can maybe show it next, right? So you can go to your funders and even say, this is going to travel throughout the community, right? And sometimes it doesn't even take that. The other person, that they have the space and you can just take advantage of it. And I think as we start doing sort of that triage, as we're all listed on the where you can see more in what categories we function, where our neighborhoods are, where, where we service folks, you start getting a quick sense. One of the things I like is that neighborhood feature because you say, you go to Mott Haven and you can see what's there, right? You go to Melrose and see what's there. I was, I was just blown away when I started putting this stuff together and saw when we were talking about the concourse, because you think about the concourse as sort of this long avenue where there's not a lot going on except residents, and then you hit that and you say, well, there's, you know, there's a lot going on, right? You got the postal center, you got Pregones, and you got a lot of things in that area, the Bronx Museum, not too far away, uh, Andrew Freeman, but when you don't think of it that way normally. As it starts aggregating, you start realizing that there's a lot here. And that's one of the ways we're going to show the world that the Bronx is not what you think it is. Right? It's vibrant, it's culturally relevant, and we're here and we're not going away. So one of the things I would ask you is, like, if you're not on the site yet, create an account. If you want help doing that, we'll do it for you. It's not a big deal. If you don't even want to function on the site, but you want your listing up there, send us the information. We'll populate it. You know, one of the things I do is I... I can do, we can do featured searches through uh, Google. For instance, I just did a, a search last week on botanicas, right? And 21 botanicas came up in the Bronx, at least the ones that are listed. Now to the average person, you would say, well, what's that got to do with culture? Well, that's part of our culture. If you're Hispanic in the Bronx or African American, it's likely that someone in your family at some time has gone into a botanica, right, to get some herbs for some remedies because, let's be honest, it's, some of it is hocus pocus, and some of it is real medicine, right? Alternative medicines and, and, and herbs and other remedies that 
that only people now are realizing that they have potential thing, right? And so for us, looking even at something like that, it's culturally relevant, right? Because it's part of what's made us who we are in the South Bronx. Another example is casitas. The Bronx has the most aggregate of casitas and, and gardens almost anywhere. The Bronx has the most acreage of green space anywhere, right? Even Manhattan, even though we think of Central Park. And so we need to take advantage of those spaces. We need to know where they are. We need to make sure that, they, they, that we sort of adopt them if we can and make sure that they stay clean, that there's events there, that we, uh, that we sort of activate them, right? That's a big word now these days. Everything that's coming out of proposals activates space. Although I make one distinction, and I won't keep you much longer, there's a big term now that's been going on for a while to talk about placemaking. Bullshit. In the Bronx, we're about placekeeping. We already have stuff here. We have stuff here. We're about placekeeping. And so we don't have to worry about what's coming in. We're worried about what's already here and make sure that those places are utilized and that we maintain them and that we let the world know they're here. So I don't know if, it, it, actually, let me do one more thing. For the people that are here that are part of the collectives in terms of organizations, can you stand up for a moment, please, just so you can recognize some of the folks, right? South Bronx Unite, Casita Maria, Bronx Counseling Arts, Pregones, and there's probably another 15 organizations that one, one reason or another can't make it because it's a work day and people are doing uh, their day-to-day -day activities. But within you guys, there's a lot of organizations that we're getting to know that we can partner with and we can work and also connect you with people that are like-minded that can help you make your work easier. So I hope that you know, this is interesting. We hope that you start using it. We hope that if you kick the tires a little bit, you let us know what's not there that you think would make it better. One of the things I think, Hernando uh, from uh, Pregones, we were doing sort of an intensive online um, uh, sort of how-to, right? We sort of like could do it through the internet and we were all in the same space all of a sudden and, 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 and talking about what we needed. And one of the things that Hernando noticed that some of the events when they come up, it wasn't the simple, the simple capacity for it to be able to be plugged in to uh, social media directly, meaning like, boom, yeah. right? We're working on that, but we've also realized that when you're actually um, putting in an event, when you create the event, there is a link that's there that you can copy and use for social media, which is a longer link, which then brings in the picture, brings all the information, and it's already nice and formatted. Um, but that's our job to make sure that you realize that that capacity is there. So one of the things I'm going to be doing out is reaching out to you guys again, having discussions about what you like to do on the site or how we can help you. It doesn't mean that you have to sort of work on the site. There might be other things. And also just, uh, you know, seeing ways that we can partner going forward. I think we have a lot of work to do in the South Bronx. I think people are making grabs for it in ways that are, I think, a little bit um, unkosher. Uh, but I think if we work together, we can make sure that, you know, we, we, we keep our community uh, prosperous culturally relevant and, and here for the long haul. And it doesn't become some some abstract notion of what somebody else wants it to be. Just walk around the Bronx any day, I think you think that it's a, it's a fantastic space. And it's not the final frontier as some of the, uh, the developers may have you seen. It's, 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 it's our place, it's our home. So let's keep it that way. Thank you for coming out. I want to allude to, he's going to play a video clip too.
But one of the things we're doing with the YouTube that we've been discussing, you know, these, these new cameras, 360, right? One of the, one of the features that's going to be populating the site probably in the next month is what we're calling Bronx 360. And so a lot of the venues that are already listed or the venues that are to come, if you like, we can go by, do snapshots of your establishment. And as part of your listing, you can also be able to see what the, the place looks like. Go to the ceiling, go to the floor. Okay, that's, uh, that's you know, so the, one of the first places I'm looking forward to doing is a casita, a community garden, right? Showing what the front of the place looks like, right? And then being able to show you what it's inside, where the dominoes are, where the, the, the coffee pot, you know, and, and et cetera. Because I think that's exciting, I think. It gives us another notion about what our community is and isn't. And also, as these things change, those videos will be a documentation of something that was there, right? Regardless of how it's altered later. We're going to show a, a quick clip, and then you guys can finish eating the food, etc. It's uh, it's really low because of the uh, it's playing off the speaker. But this is a clip for, by Bobby Sanavia that we interviewed as part of the Bronx DNA. Hold on, let me. And let me. it's about two minutes, a little a little longer. And we've done about 25 of these. I know we've inter interviewed Peter from Nos Quedamos, Michael, Oh, wow. The South Bronx means to me majesty, culture, uh, pride, passion. Speak on that because I'm a product of the South Bronx. I grew up in the Melrose projects. Unfortunately, the image of the South Bronx is always the one of the fires, etc. But people don't realize that the South Bronx, before the fires, was the place for upwardly mobile blacks, uh, Puerto Ricans, Italians, Jews, uh, Irish. All these communities existed at one time in the South Bronx, cohesively, you know, working together to better their lives. We had this great culture in the South Bronx that was represented by all of these uh, nightclubs, catering halls, etc., that featured music on a nightly basis. I mean, at one time, the, the South Bronx in particular had between 60 to 75 nightclubs all banging at the same time. So can you imagine the culture of it was the salsa, it was jazz, and of course, R&B, and doo-wop. And then later on, after the fires, that culture was reborn in a different kind of way through hip-hop. Our organization is called the Bronx Music Heritage Center. It's the cultural arm of the Women's Housing and Economic Development Corporation, otherwise known as WETCO. And our mission is to preserve, propagate, inspire, illuminate, all those kind of things, all of the, uh, the music that has come from the South Bronx and is being created now in the South Bronx. Well, not just the South Bronx, it's all of the Bronx because many people don't know that as Dr. Mark Nason, the head of uh, African American Studies at Fordham University says that uh, more forms of music have been cultivated and nurtured in the Bronx than in any other place in the United States other than possibly Jermaine or Orleans. So everything we do has a cultural basis to it. It's not just throwing concerts together putting them on. We've had New York Times best-selling authors talk about their work. We've had comedians from Comedy Central, film screenings, lectures, people that are representatives from Black Lives Matter to talk to the community about the relationship that the community has with the police. But all of the things we do have a cultural component to them. 
what makes the, the cultural scene in the South Bronx so unique is that uh, there's this vibrancy here of new artists coming into the Bronx and established artists that have already been here that have never left. And uh, uh, these new immigrant populations from uh, China, from North Africa, uh, from Europe, from uh, Central and West Africa, and they will contribute and are contributing to this incredible uh, vibrancy in the South Bronx. Plus we have the, obviously the Dominican community, the Colombia, growing Colombian community, the growing Mexican community. All of these communities have their own music and they're fusing that with a New York attitude and particularly with uh, jazz from the African-American uh, diaspora. Uh, so the future of the South Bronx and the Bronx in general is a vibrant being represented at the Bronx Music Heritage Center in full force. So we've ha we have about 20 of these that are being edited. We're going to put them out little by little. We'll continue to interview other people um, as a way to continue to make sure that people know what's happening here, right? We have, we have some amazing artists in the community. We have some amazing organizations. We have, you know, just the average person that's, uh, that's a day-to-day -day hero, heroine, right, who's really doing amazing things and making sure that our community is safe and, safe and sound. So we're going to continue to put that out to the Bronx DNA and hope that you'll participate with us. So thanks for coming out. There's still food there. And if you need to talk to me and, you know, chat, we still, we, I think we're still here for about another hour. So you don't have to stay another hour, but if you want to mingle and sort of network a little bit. Thank you.